Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Welcome to the Goddess Diaries with your host, Dom Champagne. Come explore what it means to be a modern woman who dares to remember her sacred self. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Goddess Diaries Radio. My name is Dawn Champagne and I am the hostess and the creatrix of this podcast as well as the blog of the same name, thegoddessdiaries.org. I'm really happy that you're here today, and I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who is joining in listening this listening to this episode, but also thank you to everyone who sent all the feedback on the Dark Goddess and all the feedback on Lilith. You guys have showed me or told me, basically, that... Um, it's been a really interesting topic to explore. It was the topic or the theme of the month for the month of October. And you guys really liked learning about Lilith, or at least how I presented the information anyway. So I appreciate you telling me that. And I'm so grateful for you for telling me that. Um, Lisa left some comments on the blog. And thank you, Lisa. <laughs> So amazing to have you on board and all of you. Thank you so much for all of you. Um, so this episode, even though we're almost through with November and next week, um, I, as I record this, today is the 19th. Next week is Thanksgiving and 2016 is nearly over. Thank goddess. <laughs> um, I did want to revisit some of the themes and topics of Lilith, because you guys had some more questions. I mentioned in a previous episode that I would show you or teach you how to find Lilith in your astrological chart. And this is such a complicated and um, nuanced thing. It's not that it's complicated. It's just that Lilith shows up in astrology in so many different ways that doing um, a podcast on how to find Lilith in your astrological chart is complicated. <laughs> so I think that it requires video. And um, I'm going to have that over on my blog, I'm going to make it a private feature on my blog. For those of you who sign up for the newsletter. So if you sign up for the newsletter, you will get a link taking you to the private video that explains how to find Lilith in your natal chart, and how to interpret the meaning as it pertains to your, your mythology, your story, your astrological story. Um, so that's going to be fun. So if you sign up for the newsletter, that will be posted later next week. Um, and yeah, so we'll, we'll go from there. But for those of you who have not joined in previously, if this is your first episode of the Goddess Diaries radio, then what we do around here, what I like to do is talk about goddess stories um, because they are so important to the path of self-discovery. Women's stories have been suppressed for eons and eons and eons and relegated to the realm of mythology or archetypes. 
And it's such a, you know, subtly nuanced thing. It's or such a subtle subversion, I guess, that we don't even really question how mythology can have a real and um, personal impact on our lives. So when we study the story of, you know, goddess lore, and we apply it to our own life story, we can see where the archetypal patterns are at play, and we can draw inspiration from those stories to create strategies to live our best lives. And in this episode, um, the title of this episode is The Rejected Goddess as a Path to Authenticity. And there are a lot of rejected goddesses out there. I mean, the goddess the goddess in general has been kind of a rejected concept in a lot of ways in our patriarchal society. But um, the goddess Lilith actually is the personification of that rejection. And so I thought it would be interesting to um, take another dive into her story, into her mythology, and see how we can use the wisdom of her story as a way to... um, as, as a catalyst into our own authenticity, I guess. She represents not only the rejected feminine, but she also represents our deepest feminine wounds, you know, where we, um, not just as women, but men too, but where the feminine wound occurs in our life, in our psyche, and how we can heal from it psychologically. Because um, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting path. And evolutionary astrology uses uh, the symbolism of Lilith to show where you're rejected, where, you know, how you deal with that wound, and then how you can uh, re-enter back into society. And so um, that's what the video will, will tell you when you sign up for the newsletter. This episode, we're talking about how we can use the information that can help you create the strategies for inhabiting your fully authentic self. And so, um, yeah, so that's where we're going with this episode. (laughs) So I found out over the summer, I have a lot of Lilith, like very strong Lilith aspects in my astrological chart. Now, um, like, let me backtrack here for just a minute. Uh, For those of you who are not familiar with Lilith's story, Lilith according to Hebrew mythology, was Adam's first wife. And she was created equally in in the same exact way that Adam was created out of the earth. And therefore, the two were considered equal in God's eyes. But one day, Adam expected Lilith to be subservient to him. And she was not having that. She would not subvert or be submissive to him and um the story there's a there's a couple of different tellings of the story but the i'll I'll share two of them that i'm familiar with so one of the story goes that um in defiance of adam expecting her to be subversive she called on god's name for help, for support, for assistance to say, hey, look, this isn't happening. I'm not going to do this. You created us equally and this just isn't happening. And according to one version of the story, she was cast out of the Garden of Eden. 
and we don't really <laughs> we don't really know why but anyway she was cast out into the wild and um where she was relegated you know to live the rest of her life terrorizing the uh, people of the the wilderness or the other the people out there um she was cast in the role of scapegoat where all of their projections you know all of their um, insecurities were projected onto her she was um to blame for sudden infant death syndrome she was to blame for nocturnal emissions you know these things are are very human things very frightening things to people who didn't understand the science behind why they happened and so they they assigned blame to lilith for those things um so that's one version of the tale but the other version of the tale is a more empowered feminine version in which Lilith calls upon the name of God for support because, you know, Adam's expecting her to be subservient. She calls upon the name of God. And when God did not support her or defend her and say, hey, look, Adam, you're being ridiculous. You guys are created equal and you shouldn't be expecting that of her. Uh, she left. She simply left. And in that version of the tale, she went out to the wilderness by the Red Sea where she lived the rest of her life. And God sent his angels out to retrieve her and you know bring her back into the garden of eden but she was like no i'm i'm not gonna put up with that that's you know if that's what they expect of me that's not who i am and i can't live that way so i am perfectly happy living out here in the wilderness by the red sea so basically buzz off and <laughs> let me live my life and i find that personally to be a more empowered version of the tale because it's um you know it's about a woman who was um asked to do something that didn't feel right to her and she honored her feelings right and isn't that what we all want to do isn't that all what life is all about is honoring those feelings you know acting on those feelings so I find the stories interesting, the way that they are, uh, you know, written in such a different way. But I mean, all goddess stories are that way, right? What I like about them, though, is that despite how either one, you know, which which one you resonate with more strongly, it's any mythology, any any kind of goddess lore. I think women can read it and kind of connect the dots from that story into their own life you know it's like we all experience these archetypal patterns at play in some way or another you know some are going to recognize it as it plays out in their own lives and some won't and that's okay you know for you it might look like it might look like um oh, let's just say for, for someone, it might look like being overlooked for a job that you're highly qualified for, something that you have worked your whole entire life for to achieve, um, and you're well prepared to take on the position, but you're overlooked, um, and someone else gets the job that is not as qualified, someone who is probably, probably shouldn't be doing the job at all, and you have to live with that you have to concede and live with that and that's funny that i'm saying this because i'm thinking of the election even though that wasn't the intention of me bringing that up but that's exactly what just happened um 
on November 8th with our elections. Um, so that's one way that the Lilith energy can play out. Another way might be, um, you might recognize it as maybe perhaps your husband left you for a younger, more compliant wife. He left you for the Eve archetype, you know? That's another way that it that you might recognize that pattern playing out in your life. Um, and these are just examples, but you might have your own connections. I mean, I know for me, I experienced Lilith in so many different ways in my life. I wish I could say that as a young woman, I was consciously connected to Lilith, but really the only thing I knew about her at that time, like in my early twenties was that she was the namesake for the Lilith fair <laughs> in the early nineties. And it's really interesting to me to look back. Um, because I can see in, in all the different areas of my life how Lilith manifested in different ways. Um, starting with my early childhood, but I'm gonna share one experience uh, and how, she, how that energy manifested in my marriage. Um, I married my high school sweetheart. I felt, you know, I was in love with him, of course. But I think he was, uh, you know, he was a man who was, who was as deeply flawed as I, I am, I was. Um, he was really charming and he, oh God, he was so, you know, his bad boy ways. I was really into that. <laughs> but he was so romantic, you know. And I feel like we needed each other. We, we just got each other because we both grew up in such weird households, weird uh, family lives, you know. But... As it happened, we were together for 11 years. We had four children together, but he turned out to be a chronic cheater. And um, and I'm not going to get too much into all of that other than to say that I wish I could have said, I wish I could say that it was me who left him when our marriage ended. But I didn't. I didn't leave him. He left me. And I actually begged him to take me back. <laughs> I wanted to keep our family together. And up to that point, I actually had tried my hardest to keep us together, to keep it together. You know, the life that I thought we had created together. I thought I held up pretty good up to that point. But that first weekend when, when I moved out of the house, yes, he kicked me and the children out of the house. This is just crazy. I can't believe I'm sharing all of this with you. <laughs> Um, but it was brutal that first weekend. It was really, really brutal when, um, not the first weekend, but the first weekend the kids went off to visit him after we had all moved out. I freaking lost it. I crumbled to the floor in fetal position, crying, you know, asking God why, why. And even after our separation. I feel like I was really thrust into that void of scary Lilith energy. So like Lilith, I called on God's name. I called on God's name. I found a local church that was very hip. You know, I took the kids to Sunday school intending that it would provide, um, some kind of structure for their disrupted lives. I was really hopeful that I could find some personal comfort there. And um, <clears throat> during that time, I read the Psalms of the Bible every night before bed. I was just really longing for Jesus to rock me to sleep, I think. But still, um, despite all of that, 
community that I that I was searching for, I didn't really feel very connected. And I was really actually hunger for some, hungry for some kind of deeper truth. And I realized at that time, you know, after going to that church for a little while, that the woman that I was up to that point and the woman that I wanted to become, it just wasn't reflected in the stories that I got from that church. They didn't really do anything to soothe you know, the deep festering wounds that I was subconsciously desperate to have healed, those wounds that I had carried for so long in my life up to that point. And it would actually be a long time before I um, discovered the power of goddess stories as a, as a pathway of healing and as a pathway of authenticity. But at that time, I think that um, reflecting on it, the, my time at church up to that point or during that time, I guess it, it only proved one thing to me. And it was that church was not for me. It wasn't where I belonged. So my Lilith story, you know, continuing on with the Lilith path there is that I exiled myself again. I took myself out of that church and I made peace with my loneliness. I found myself in this kind of wilderness type, um, scenario of the psyche where I, I chose not to date anyone for an entire year. Um, I dated myself, in fact, but I tried to make peace with my loneliness. I wrote, I threw myself into my writing. Um, I threw myself into cooking. I bought a house. I threw myself into home, um, you know, DIY type stuff. I dated myself for a year. I took myself out once a week to the second run theaters to see movies like oh, at the time it was Memento and um, I think Magnolia and Legally Blonde. I remember watching all of those movies at the theater, second run theater that is, because <laughs> it was cheaper. And um, anyway, I'd, I'd lost, I remember I lost all the stress weight that I had accumulated during the last year of my marriage. <laughs> which I think on an energetic level that weight served to protect me or to separate me from my husband in some weird energetic way, because, you know, he always said he wasn't into quote unquote fat chicks. <laughs> so yeah, interesting that that happened. But um, yeah, during that time, I, I, I you know, I, I just tried my best to make peace with my loneliness. And I feel like, um, that was the Lilith energy at play in my own life. I really did find peace during that time because I was a single mom and I really had to pull on all of my resources, my creative resources to make a better life for my children. You know, I wanted to give them the best experiences possible, but with little money and, you know, not no support from my husband, my now ex-husband, um, I had to do things like, oh, I became a secret shopper for places like Red Robin. The kids had no idea our monthly night out for gourmet burgers was on the house. <laughs> they only knew it was a monthly tradition. It was, and it was like, it was super cool because it was a bonding ritual that I look back on with a lot of fondness, you know? So during that time, Lilith was really strong in my life. I didn't have, I didn't date men. I didn't have a man in my life. And I was really um, compelled to draw on my own inner resources in order to make things good and wholesome for me and my children. And I find 
in the way that, you know, the second story example that I gave you where Lilith chose to exile herself into the wilderness and live out by the Red Sea, knowing that she, uh, that was the life for her and that she was perfectly happy and content there. Um, I feel like in a lot of ways, that is how the Lilith energy played out for me. So again, this might play out differently for you in your own life. And you might, you might um, do some diary practice or just do some self-reflection to see where this Lilith energy uh, does impact you on your, in your own experience, your own awareness. And if you want to go further with that, like I said, I do have um, the video that will be going out next week, the private video for my newsletter subscribers. You'll be getting a newsletter next week to let you know that that's ready and you can go and check it out and pull your own chart and see where the different Liliths appear in your natal chart and how you can use that as a, as a diary, as a, sorry, as a prompt for personal exploration and personal development. You'll start to see where Lilith expresses herself in your awareness. Um, you might make the connection of, you know, where you've been rejected in your life for, you know, usually it's, it's rejection for, for who you authentically are or being rejected for who you authentically are. Um, you might notice different areas where you're feeling unsupported or you might, you know, feel isolated. It can point out different things like how you um, tend to deal with breakups or how to get through rough transitions in your life or what shameful experiences in your life that you in your life that you still need to heal because Lilith in your chart represents that distorted feminine that rejection um, she is the first wife and she's all about equality but um, she's also about creativity and courage and authenticity and that unwavering commitment to your soul desires. So in trying to um, find yourself, I don't know if you're trying to find yourself or not, but in trying, you know, just in reflecting on your own experience, you'll understand more what you've been through and you'll understand more of how you can use that creative life force energy within you to create design a strategy for you to navigate through the rough transition. So I really found when I when I discovered over the summer the strong Lilith aspects in my chart, I really found a huge appreciation for the independence that I gained and the freedoms that I gained in being rejected. <laughs> you know, when my ex-husband rejected me. And so I I kind of feel like that was a paradigm shift for me in a lot of ways, even now at this stage in the game where I feel pretty confident in a lot of, you know, most of my life areas. Um, I feel like it was a huge paradigm shift for me to look at rejection in a totally different way. Like there is some liberation that comes from being rejected. <laughs> so you just have to know how to find it and you just, you know, just have to look at it with a different set of eyes. Um, just putting the ego aside and, and looking at it with the heart, you know? So anyway, um, yeah, Lilith is the great liberator. So if you look at her in that way, I think that it's a really powerful way to connect 
to that energy, to, um, to the pathway to authenticity, if that makes sense. So as I will explain in the video that you'll get when you sign up for the newsletter, um, or that I'm sending to all my newsletter peeps next week, I should say, um, there's, there's a lot of different ways that Lilith shows up in astrology. Uh, I can think, I can count five different ways uh, that she is represented astrologically speaking. But what we'll be dealing with in that video is just basically the three, three very specific ways that Lilith shows up in your chart. She, she'll show up as an asteroid. And that represents um, where, wherever it falls in your chart, that, that asteroid aspect or placement in your chart represents where your feminine wound originated. And men can have this too. It's not just specific to women. It's, it's pertains to all of us, um, but it's where our feminine wounds originated. Feminine wounds for women most likely manifest in ways that women are rejected for being women. And for men, it manifests in ways that they uh, reject the feminine. Okay. But it's a wound regardless, either way, it's a wound. Um, the second way that she'll show up in your chart is dark moon Lilith. Dark moon Lilith is um, where you experience that distorted feminine in your life, like how the anguish or the bitterness or the betrayal plays out in your everyday waking consciousness, you know? Um, and again, it can impact both men and women. It's not just a, a woman thing. Um, <clears throat> but the dark moon Lilith is the distorted Lilith. It's, it's the one where, back to the two different stories that I was telling you, the distorted Lilith is the one where she was the scapegoat, you know, the, who, uh, um, how we blame her for all the ways that we've been um, uh, subjected to misery and pain and suffering in our lives. And that's what the dark moon Lilith represents in your astrological chart. And so the, the third and final thing that I'll be talking about in the video is the um, Black Moon Lilith, which represents your pathway back into society. She represents how you heal from those wounds and how you deal with them. It's like the enforced clarity um, of finding your purpose from all of that pain and how you can, how you transform that pain into purpose and how you take it back into the world and go on and live your life in the most authentic way possible for you. And so that's what we'll be looking at in the video. I hope that you do sign up and I do want to thank you uh, for signing up for the newsletter, because if you are on the list, you will get the video. It's going out next week. Um, but I think that's all I have for you right now. I know that November, we're coming up with, uh, we're coming up on Thanksgiving Day on the 24th. And I cannot even express enough how thankful and grateful 
for all of you who tune in to listen, who read my newsletters, who read the blog, leave comments. For all the feedback that you give me, it's awesome. I thank you so much. And I want to, I was sitting here thinking the other day as I was putting up my new 2017 calendar, I want to have more of a two-way exchange going as we go forward into 2017. I'm ready to let 2016 Oh, sorry. The lady just said 90 seconds. So I'm ready to release 2016. Looking forward to 2017. I want more of a two-way street between you and I. And I'm going to um, probably take some time off in December to um, reflect on the past year and vision the new year. But I'll be sending out a survey for your feedback to help me co-create 60 seconds. Okay, so to help me co-create, to help us together co-create this experience that we're having together through the Goddess Diaries. And so I want to thank you again for showing up and listening every every week, every episode, and reading the newsletter, reading the blog, and just being a presence in my life. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for all that you do. I'm going to sign off here be looking for those newsletters and I love you guys to the moon and back until next time. See you on the blog. Bye.